Today is Tuesday, July 16th, 2019, and you're listening to the official View News, brought to you by View Mastery. I'm Adam Jar. And I'm Ben Hong. You can find links to all of the stories we talk about at news.viewjs.org. If you're a fan of the official View newsletter, which this podcast is based off of, or libraries such as View Multiselect, View Lidate, or View Global Events, you might consider sponsoring Damien Julish on GitHub. He's a View core team member who has worked hard on all of these tools and resources. Quasar Extras version 1.2.0 has been released, which brings some stylistic improvements such as added support for material icons. Let's face it, nobody likes to fill out a form. Ugh. If I have to enter my name, email, and phone number one more time. Yeah, it's really a chore. But there are ways to design your forms so you lessen the burden on your user and make the form more engaging and simple to fill out. This week on Viewmastery's Medium blog, Kruti Patel provides a very in-depth article showing how to build an interactive and distraction-free form using advanced view practices. Ooh, interactive and distraction-free? Yes, so the form simply presents one question at a time, It does validation at every step before moving on to the next question, which feels really smooth because of our use of animations. And there's even a progress bar at the bottom to give the user feedback on how much further they have to go. Nice. It's funny how progress bars really encourage you to keep going. Yes, uh, like encouraging you to get to the finish line. So Adam, have you heard that joke about a CSS selector? You mean the one where a CSS selector walks into a bar and then a stool in another bar falls over? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's the one. Yep. And while we joke about CSS lovingly, if you want to avoid creating side effects in your view app, this week we have an article from Binary Code on three anti-patterns that you should be aware of. If you're at the point where you're wondering how to improve your Vue app's performance, you might be interested in a new article on Vue School's blog by Philippe Rakowski. Philippe is the co-founder of Vue Storefront. Yep, and in the article, he dives into the performance optimization techniques that they're using at Vue Storefront. What kind of techniques? Techniques like making your JavaScript bundle smaller with Webpack, using dynamic imports, and lazy loading components. He covers a lot of useful tips. Have you ever had to deal with a component that had just one too many props? Yeah, like when a button has like 15 different props for the 384 possible combinations, and I basically need to read a manual on how to use the button component for me to be productive, that kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, that sums it up. But luckily, we have slots. And if you have only heard of this legendary technique, Joseph Zimmerman wrote an introduction on Smashing Magazine and how to use slots in Vue 2.6 and above. If you've been in the Vue community long enough, you've heard of the Vue Vixens. These are the foxy people who identify as women and who want to learn Vue.js to make websites and mobile apps. They host intro workshops at Vue conferences around the world. And recently, Jen Looper shared some background on what their methodology is when creating workshops that can appeal to anyone from experienced devs to newcomers in the field. Yeah, it's tough to engage all of your students who may be at different levels. How does Vue Vixens approach this? Yeah, so Jen says the pedagogical approach boils down to lowering the affective filter of students to help them learn a new concept, then the inductive method of learning a new language, and finally, the grandmother approach. Affective what? Right, so the affective filter, that simply means they do their best to create a comfortable environment where feelings like anxiety or embarrassment are eased. And the inductive method? There she's referring to how they help students deduce the truth 
truths behind the way of view versus just rattling off a bunch of facts about the language. Got it. And what about the grandmother approach? That's another way of saying they are encouraging and cheering on the wins, helping students help themselves and creating community while doing it. Fantastic. Recently, there's been a lot of discussion about the proposed function API. Right, and we haven't even talked about how async functions play into it. <sighs> it's like you read my mind. Luckily for us, Albert Brand wrote an article exploring the proposed function API within the async context. They dive right into how it might work with plenty of code samples, and there's even a repo for you to try out. Modern SPAs rely on reusable, generic components that were designed without knowing all of the potential ways they might be used. This leads to components being created with elements that don't have a semantic meaning. Semantic HTML gives concrete meaning to pages, especially when it comes to accessibility. For example, an anchor tag should always be used for links, regardless of whether it looks like a button or not. Right, but often components are created with non-semantic HTML, such as with divs and spans. But as you said, the semantic HTML helps with accessibility and can help your SEO. In a new tutorial, Marcus Oberlander walks through a couple examples of bringing semantic HTML back into Vue components. When it comes to working with relational data in Vuex, Managing cached properties is tough. Like when method style getters are repeatedly called when they should actually be cached? Exactly. This week, Michael Gallagher takes a look at how the new advanced reactivity API will be a welcome addition to help solve problems like this. Nice. Thanks for listening to the official Vue News. Join us every week for the latest news in the Vue community. 